Support for studio sessions on KNKX comes from OB Credit Union, the original credit union of the Olympia Brewery, bringing pub-style banking to South Sound neighborhoods. OB Credit Union, offering Rainier, Pabst, Lone Star, and Olympia beer credit cards. More at obee.com cards. From the KNKX Downtown Seattle Studio X, I'm Abe Beeson with an exclusive session performance with singer Maria Schaefer and her band. Up from Los Angeles for a gig at Boxley's in North Bend last Saturday, Maria Schaefer is a powerful yet tender vocalist with a mastery of standards and influences from global folk music and American pop and her own compositions and creations. She's toured with the Glenn Miller Orchestra early in her career. She's released a pair of terrific studio albums and a new live recording with an octet. There are plans for a new Maria Schaefer album Album of mostly original songs coming in the new year. In Studio X today, she's joined by longtime collaborator Shane Savala at the guitar, David Reynoso's on bass, and Caro Galagian's behind the drums. Let's hear a big Seattle welcome for Maria Schaefer. Yeah. Thank 
You don't have enough at hand to bring your dreams to life. Ask what you need, not don't be shy. Though this is just a request, it's meant to help you make the best of your life.
That was called A Chance to Make You Mine. This next tune um, is uh, kind of me laughing at myself. I wrote it when I was at a train station out on the road, and I had taken a ride with uh, a bunch of the other guys on the band. And um, I guess you could think of it, I either got there way too late for the train I intended to get, which is true, or I got there way too early, because I ended up spending about an hour and a half chilling at the train station, which gave me time to write this song. It's called Got There Too Early. And uh, it plays on my uh, love of Brazilian music. So we have a fun samba groove that comes in eventually. Looking at the time Not sure all is fine Peeking through the glass Yet no faces pass And then I realize I realize I realize Oh, I realize That I Got there too early and it's not the first time i read the wrong sign you would think i know but now just what i'm not to do yet i got there too early and it's not the first time i read the wrong sign you would think by now i would know just what to do but if you come too soon you will wait but then wait too long you'll be late take a breath or two it's just time though you can't rewind keep mine of a book and a pen read about new folks or draw them time is yours to keep as a company so i guess i'll get there too early for that is the best time to catch a sunrise oh i'll be happy to be early
sign You will think I know about now Just what I'm not to do Yet I got there too early And it's not the first time I've read the wrong sign You will think by now I would know just what to do But if you come too soon You will wait But then wait too long You'll be late Take a breath or two It's just time Though you can't rewind Keep mine Get yourself a book And a plan Read about new folks Or draw them Time is yours to keep As a company So too early for that is the best time to catch a sunrise oh i'll be happy oh i'll be happy oh i'll be happy to be early to be early Maria Schaefer, so great to have you in our Studio X here in Seattle. Um, your career started uh, maybe a little later than some folks. Um, you had no formal music education until college. What drew you into the world of music at that time? Yeah, so I, I started as a pre-nursing major, and I'll be honest, I'm a very practical person. <laughs> and at my school, if you got into the top choral groups, you got priori priority registration for the highly coveted science classes. So I, I was in choir in high school, and I, I did like choir, but that became kind of a, a goal for me to get into the top groups so that I could, you know, it was a means to an end to get into the science classes. And then eventually uh, there were some other paperwork difficulties that came about, and I, I found myself with a little more time on my hands than I, <laughs> I had planned. And so I started studying music. There was a great... Um, music program at that school that I was at for the nursing. And yeah, it, the rest is history from there. Now, uh, listening to your uh, early albums, so many great versions of standards on there. And I wonder when you got into the Great American Songbook and, and standards, uh, was that at the same time when you were learning about music? Yeah, I think so. Um, those were definitely some of the more accessible songs. And uh, there are a lot of recordings out there. And, and they were the ones that were... Um, taught to me first yeah. when I was learning um, how to improvise and, and kind of the vocal jazz songs are often uh, standards as well when they're for an ensemble. So that's a good place to start. Lots of music there. Right. Now, uh, as you said, they've been sung a million times. Um, why keep singing them and how to make them your own? Yeah. Um, some of the standards are phenomenal compositions, just really rich harmonies, intricate melodies, and especially as a singer, when there's a good lyric, uh. it's hard to let that song go, no matter how <laughs> many times it's been recorded. Um, so I think the onus on us is to respect that original composition and find the value in it and um, put our own spin on it. And then if we don't have a spin, per se, maybe it's okay to do, you know, this is my interpretation of that particular recording. Right. But we acknowledge the, the legacy and kind of the history where it comes from while still trying to um, give our own breath into it. Now, speaking of legacy and history, um, one of your first breaks in music was uh, you got a job with the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Yes. Um, tell us what it was like working with a, a band, not only a, a powerful big band, but kind of a legendary big band. Yeah, that, um, that band has been touring nonstop, I believe, since 1957. Um, obviously, there was a, a short break 
in a <laughs> couple years beard, right? prior. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, that it's a 17 piece big band. I was the only woman on the band. So that was interesting. Uh, but I personally got to do a lot of the Nelson Riddle arrangements that mm. were written for Ella Fitzgerald. Super lush, lovely arrangements. Great honor for me to be able to sing those. And we were in these phenomenal performing arts centers and historical theaters all across North America and also Japan. So it was a wonderful opportunity for me. Yeah, it seems like a great training ground. Did you feel like you were part of the band or were you strictly the singer who's coming on for a few songs kind of thing? I'm a little bit of a music nerd, so ah. I spent a lot of time talking with the horn players and being like, I see you do this and you're switching here and how does that line work? And I tried to um, be there in the band. I definitely didn't want, and same thing with this band as well. I don't want to be the singer in front of the band. I want to be, Part my it. instrument is the voice. Yes. Um, so I, I tried really hard to be as entrenched as I could. <laughs> now there's a brand new record out online, an octet live at Norris Pavilion. Could you tell us how that came about and what the story is with uh, the new octet record? Yeah, so that is uh, a new set of arrangements that were written uh, by Brad Black for an octet setting. So we got a few more extra horns in there. We got guitar and piano. And it's a lot of uh, these originals that we're touring now in a, in a quartet fashion. And um, yeah, that's a great place in Palos Verdes. There's mm. both a theater and a pavilion. And uh, they have a wonderful cabaret jazz series that we got to be part of this past summer. Now, a uh, big uh, orchestra band, Glenn Miller, the octet, um, but there's something that keeps bringing you back to this smaller outfit. Tell us about um, what makes you comfortable about working with a, a trio backing. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it is financially <laughs> driven. <laughs> no, but I, um, I have always loved the guitar, and um, I think it's really hard for me to get away from the way the voice and guitar um, plays together. And then in the midst of a larger ensemble, I think... Just like if you had strings, you would have to have many of them to, to preserve the integrity of that sound. Mm -hmm. I think guitar really sings well in a small group setting. Um, and I love being able to work on cultivating each individual player's strengths and learning new things um, together. And yeah. it's, it's easier to maintain that in a small group. And you've been working with Shane for a long time. Tell us about your musical relationship. Yeah, so we both went to Cal State Long Beach. Not at the same time, but I think... Mm -hmm. um, we uh, got connected on a casual gig or maybe someone's recital. One of those. That's one of those options. And um, kind of hit it off musically. We both have comparable um, musical tastes mm. and standards for ourselves and love of Brazilian music and all these other things that uh, kind of work together. And we write together and play together. And it's been about 10 years now. So my longest held musical collaborator for sure. Now, you are writing new music. I think all the songs uh, from the studio session today are originals. Yes. Uh, is that, are those all collaborations with Shane, too? So the very first one, No Better Time, Shane and I wrote that one together. Mm -hmm. And then the other two, A Chance to Make You Mine, and Got There Too Early. Those are two of my own. I, I gotta say, congratulations on these original tunes. They, they sound like um, lost standards from maybe the 40s or the 50s. It's not like, where have I heard that one before? But it's an original song, and I wonder how you went about writing in, in that style. Yeah, over the past two years, I've really been delving into the craft of songwriting. Mm -hmm. What, um, not just a song that I would want to sing, but also that I think would be memorable and valuable to other people. Um, so that comes from making sure the groove is fun and enticing, to, that the harmony is fun for the musicians to play, and that the lyric is valuable for me to share with the audience as well. 
Right. Um, connection is really the key. In fact, I, I think I read an article about, uh, uh, about it from you, quoting how important it was not only to connect to the, your fellow musicians in the band, but also with an audience. And I wonder, I think a lot of uh, people in the audience lose that sometimes, and they might have their head down or on a phone or talking to their friend when really there's a connection to be made with the musicians on stage. Yeah, I think when we have the luxury of having an audience in a performance, y'all are part of the, the, the performance too, you're musicians, you know, we feed off of each other, we make eye contact, um, or we don't make eye contact. <laughs> I make a joke and nobody laughs, and then I make a mental note, you know, oh, <laughs> that one didn't work. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, we are here not just for ourselves, we're here to share an experience, um, hopefully one that's lasting, uh, but yeah, it's, it's important to um, not shy away and not shut out the audience when we're making music. Right. Something I've noticed from uh, from my position in the audience recently, and I've always wondered, uh, I'm glad I can ask a singer about this, the point in the concert, in the show, in the song, when, like, for instance, Shane Savala is going to take a great guitar solo, what do you do? Because you're here taking the middle of the stage, and all of a sudden you've got to step aside, but people are going to be still watching you. You've got some great dance moves, so I appreciate it. It seems like something you've been working on for a while, but has that ever been awkward, something you work on? Yeah, I think that's definitely, um, because we are also a visual uh, art, I, I definitely at some point saw a video of myself and I was like, man, what am I doing over there on the side of the stage? Doing this. <laughs> no, uh, so I tried to program um, either writing my own or finding other people's arrangements, music that is enticing to me, um, that I would groove to. And so when I'm not performing, when I'm not singing, I get to be an audience member and I just sit back and I'm just... Jamming out. Maria Schaefer, uh, new album coming with original songs. Uh, what, can you give us any hint on when that's coming? Maybe an album title? No album title yet. I definitely thinking about it. Um, it will be out around March, April of 2024. Excellent. Maria Schaefer with Shane Savala guitar, David Reynoso bass, and uh, Caro Galagian at the drums. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you so much for having us. Connect to mariaschafer.com and find all her recordings, including the new Octet album live at Norris Pavilion. Thanks so much to our KNKX Studio X team, audio engineer Brian Moynihan, video producer Parker Blome. Thanks to promotions director Brenda Goldstein-Young. I'm Abe Beeson. Thanks to you for listening and for your support.